Guys, the Nintendo president has spoken. Doug Bowser has spoken. There's an interview with him that we have to break down today. He speaks Nintendo Switch 2. I also talk about the Switch 2 in today's podcast. There's a leak that even if it's not real, we have to discuss because this is how Nintendo needs to do the Switch 2. Welcome back to the Mario Matter, your favorite Nintendo podcast of all times. And if it's not, then it will be by the end of the podcast. So, Stick around. You know, that's how I'm going to hook you in. That's how all the YouTube gurus say to hook people in. They're like, you know, stick around until the end because you don't want to miss this. You know, that's how I'm going to hook you. I'm going to use their advice and maybe maybe we'll get some more views on this podcast. I'm kidding. But welcome in. This is a place where we discuss all Nintendo news and updates and Nintendo talk. We talk about the news in the Mushroom Kingdom all the way to Hyrule and, you know, Kirby... Kirby's home, you know, wherever, Spongebob's pineapple, we talk about all the Nintendo stuff on this podcast, so if you are a Nintendo fan, uh, you found the right spot, if you're not a Nintendo fan, uh, you, someone either made you watch this, you're my mom, I said in a, in, in a recent podcast, if you're not a Nintendo fan, you're my mom, and she liked that joke, so she, she does watch, it's pretty cool, but with that said, I don't want to waste your time, let's go ahead, let's get to Nintendo news to kick us off on today's, on, on today's podcast, let's go. So guys, this first segment here, or what do you say second segment? Like, does does the intro count as a segment? This is the, I guess, second segment, if we're counting the intro as one segment of the show today. Our second segment is called the Nintendo News Headlines Segment. Now, what we do here, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, is we go through Nintendo News from the past week. Now, if you can't tell from what I just said, this is a weekly podcast. So we go through the news from the last week that we missed. Uh, you know, obviously that, that, that had come out after the last podcast. Today is episode 61. On a Saturday, we're posting this podcast, which is typical. So we go back to last Saturday to report news, okay? Now, here's the thing, you guys. Last Saturday was October 21st. Guys, at this point, everyone is still in their honeymoon phase of Mario Wonder. And I was too. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, sit and, 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 and you know, make fun of people and say, say that I was not in my Mario Wonder honeymoon phase. I was in love with the game, okay? I was playing it. I played it for a long time. So what I'm trying to say here is, like, there was not really any news. It'd be kind of foolish to drop news on the day after a big game release for the Switch. So we're going to start on Sunday, October 22nd, because that's when things pick back up. And even then, we don't even have much news for that Sunday. We have one small thing here that, you know, you might enjoy, but not even much there, really. So let's go through that one thing that, you know, you might enjoy. I enjoy this because I actually got in into this game very, very recently. So... October 22nd, our one and only piece of news for this day was that the Mario Plus Rabbids developers say that it's too early to say if another game will be made. And we have a quote from one of the lead developers talking about the game series. So I will say I used to think Mario Plus Rabbids was a terrible game. And the reason for that is because I bought it like right when it came out, uh, the first one. Uh, it's, it's called a uh, kingdom battle and I played it for like a few hours and I was like, eh. and so ever since I just thought I, I kind of thought it was terrible and I wrote it off for as good as dead. I picked it up recently, guys, I was hooked, but then Mario wonder came out. No, 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 hold on. It was then I think detective Pikachu came out and then I was like, well, shoot, got to play that one now. And I haven't even beaten that game yet. So 
I was playing it and it's so much fun, but I have to go back and beat it. But short story, the game's fun. So I would not mind a third game, but this is what the lead developer, uh, can I actually get who said this? Cause like, it's kind of rude to like share a quote and not say who said it. Uh, it was, guys, I can't pronounce these names. Divide Sol- Sol- Soliani, you know, we'll just leave it at that. That's, that's who said it. All right, so they said, I love Nintendo. I love my team and I love what we did. So if there would be a chance to continue somehow someday, why not? But right now, it's too early to say anything because we just finished a four-year cycle of development with the main game and the DLC. And now it's time to think about the future, but it's too early to say something. So yeah, they're thinking about making a third game, but will they? I mean, here's the thing. If Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope didn't sell amazing, uh, it's kind of tough, because I feel like that series alone just doesn't sell very well. Like, Mario plus Rabbids is very marketable, but, like, the in the way that it's, like, a turn-based strategy game, I feel like that does, that just doesn't really sell. And, yeah, you'll you'll say, well, Pokemon is turn-based. Not, I mean, it just doesn't work for everyone, right? And I just don't know that Mario plus Rabbids is the game for everyone. I like it, but not for everyone, right? So... I mean, if we get a new one, it'll be on the Switch 2, probably. I'm going to vote no, because even if it did sell well, most of those sales came on, like, $20. So, if you don't know, uh, I believe it was Amazon Prime Day? Is that, like, in July or June? Yeah, like, that's that's called Prime Day, right? Uh, they had the game, uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, for 20 bucks on Prime Day. And that's, that's when I bought it. So, even if it did sell well, most of it came from, like, it being on sale. And the next thing you know, in about, like, five months, it'll be 10 bucks on the eShop. So, you know, they're, they're, they're selling a game that sold for 60 bucks at launch, but now is selling for about 10 bucks. So, uh, I mean, you can't look at sales. You gotta look at who actually won to buy it and who bought it on sale. Is there much interest? I don't, I don't even really know, to be honest. Now, guys, guys, moving over to October 24th. Yes, barely anything happened October 23rd. You know, no one likes to report news when other pieces of news happen. If there's a lack of news in these first few days, it's because Mario Wonder took over. But but the news actually does get very, very stacked, especially on October October 27th. There's a lot of news there that we'll get into later in the podcast, but if you just want to hear about that now, feel free to skip. There are timestamps in the description, and also, if you're on a platform that supports it, um, you can scroll through the timeline, and, like, you can see the timestamps, like, on YouTube and Spotify have it, uh, where you can scroll through and see what, you know, what's where. Um, anyways, good thing, good time to mention, we are on, we're on Spotify and Apple as well, uh, and everywhere else that you listen to podcasts, uh, good, great time to, to, uh, mention that. Now, guys, October 24th, we have two pieces of news. This first one, I thought was kind of weird, and I was debating on making this a bigger, like, segment of the podcast, because it's probably, like, one of our bigger pieces of news today. Uh, so Nintendo revealed new guidelines for... Fan tournaments. So if you don't know, a lot of times Nintendo is very picky on, you know, I guess fan tournaments. Like if you were to run a Smash Bros. tournament, uh, whether it's, you know, a big scale, like if a YouTuber is doing it, which we'll talk about in a second, or if it's small scale, like you're hosting it at your high school. Uh, if Nintendo knows about it, like they're, they're, they're kind of picky on what you do, you know, 
money involved, like who gets what amount of money, they're very, very specific here. Now, they've updated their guidelines. Now, I will not read the updated guideline, guidelines because I feel like it's a small chance that somebody here wants to know what all of them are to host a tournament. But, I mean, if you're even at all interested, I'll put them in the description. Go to the description, look for the thing that says sources and links. There, there's a paste bin there. I'll put the guideline, the link to, to read all the guidelines in the paste bin. Um, but I'm not going to read all of them. There's so many. Here's the interesting part, though, okay? Here's the interesting part. Well, I'm not going to read them because they're very, very long and you might not care. Do you guys know the, uh, what is he, streamer, YouTuber, both in one, Ludwig? He got sued by Nintendo, and this is kind of how the whole thing got, I get, no, I mean, it didn't, like, get all brought to light by this, but, like, he made a video saying how he was sued because he ran, to my knowledge, he ran a Smash Bros. tournament, and he had tried to modify Pokemon Stadium so that it wouldn't transform. Basically, the stadium transforms in Smash Bros. Melee, and he wanted it to not transform so that, you know, they can the two players can just fight on an even battlefield. Nothing too crazy going on. It's less luck involved in their tournament, right? But when he was going to modify it, Nintendo sent him, as he, as he called it, a baby cease and desist and said, hey, you know, we're not going to do anything too crazy, but you can't modify your game. Just follow these rules instead. That's kind of what happened. And so that's what is kind of uh, related to the whole new guidelines thing. Uh, it's not going to affect me. If you're a competitive Smash Bros. player, that is something that you might want to have a look at. I'm not too into it, but those did change on October 24th is the day that I'm seeing. Uh, yeah. I thought it was interesting, like, when I saw it, but once again, me personally, I don't really, you know, have to read that. I just don't play competitive Smash or that much Smash in the first place. Like, bro, I'm trying to beat Detective Pikachu Returns. Do, do you think I have time for Smash Bros? Of course not. I, I'm a I'm a committed, you know, Detective Pikachu player, man. I'm um, but yeah, that's... That'll happen. Link down below in the pastebin if you want to read all the brand new guidelines. It is it is long though, so you know, do you want to read that or do you want to read like a book? You know, I mean, <laughs> they might as well make that a book. Okay, anyways, uh, very very short piece of news here, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, Masahiro Sakurai, the mastermind behind the Smash Bros. series franchise, whatever you call this thing, game series franchise thing, has beaten Super Mario Bros. Wonder and Spider-Man 2 and called them both masterpieces, okay? He's called them both masterpieces. I thought that was cool because although I've played Mario Bros. Wonder and I've not beat it yet, I'm actually on World 5, for those wondering, uh, no pun intended. Although I've played Mario Wonder, I've not played Spider-Man 2, kind of because I don't have a PS5. Uh, do I want one? I mean... I think it's cool, but, like, I'm probably not going to go out and buy one. I have an Xbox. Um, but <laughs> I think it's cool because, you know, Masahiro Sakurai, somebody who makes games, can tell when a game is, is, is good. And so for him to call those two games masterpieces is very, very cool news. I like that, and I like that he's, although he's associated with Nintendo, he can still give compliments to a good game in Spider-Man 2. Cool beans. Now we move to October 25th. We are flying, but trust me, we will...
be landing soon because the next few days of news just get longer and longer. But that's not a bad thing because they even get spicier and spicier. That's that, that's that's a better way to, better way to put it. Not longer, but spicier. All right, the twenty fifth we have one piece of news. Then we get to the good stuff. Uh, Nintendo UK. Don't skip if you're in the U.S. This is still very, very cool stuff that you might be able to get somehow, some way. Uh, the U.K. Nintendo Store is revealing, or has revealed, a Super Mario RPG pre-order bonus. Guys, somebody, like, somebody start Googling around, uh, you know, apartments in London. I'm moving. Like, I said it before in a podcast. I'm moving to the U.K. They have the best pre-order bonuses known to man, bro. You know what? They ship to Ireland, right? Is Ireland even in... Yeah, yeah, that's in the UK, right? Well, that's like... Uh, close enough, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I would I would live there. Ireland seems cool. And plus, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll pick up an accent. Uh, anyways, what's the pre-order bonus? So Mario RPG comes out on November 17th? Yes, it is. And if you pre-order through Nintendo themselves in the UK, you will actually receive an acrylic standee which is good for, like, a desk or something, <laughs> and a key ring of Gino, who is a character in the game, for those who do not know. Uh, they call it a key ring. Key, key ring. It's keychain, key ring, keychain. It's a keychain, uh, which is very, 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 very cool. If this was in the U.S., I would for sure 100% pre-order from them, uh, but no one's really doing pre-order bonuses for, for Mario RPG. I, I saw that GameStop Canada, I think, was doing, like, a pin set, but that's not really comparable to a standee and a, and a keychain, uh, just like those two things beat the pin set. I have too many GameStop pins, man, but it's not over yet, because if you do feel like that, you know, you're going all in for Mario RPG, you actually can get uh, a pin set to go with your purchase. Now, this is going to cost you an extra five pounds. That's what it's called, pounds, that like little uh, symbol, yeah, no, uh, that's, that's, that's pounds right there, so, there's a pin set, five pins there, you get a Geno pin, a Mario pin, uh, a Bowser pin, a Beach pin, I'm uh, sorry, Peach, <laughs> Beach pin, wait, sorry, Peach pin, okay, that's hard to say, and then a, his name's Marshy, right, Marshy Mario RPG, that's his name, right, Marshy, um, Marsh, Mallow the Marshmallow, Mellow the Mar- hold on, what's a- what's- what's the Marshmallow dude's name? Mallow, Mellow, Mallow, Mallow is his name, I, I called him Marshy, uh, and a Mallow, Mellow, Plush, I mean, uh, Plush, Pin, Plush, Pin, Pin, Plush, you get a pin set, okay, five pounds, whoop-de-doo, okay, <laughs> October 26th, we're flying through news, guys, we have a few updates on Mario Bros. Wonder, no spoilers, it is all sales numbers. We have sales numbers being updated for Mario Bros. Wonder, okay? Let's start with Europe, since we were on the topic of the UK. Super Mario Bros. Wonder has become the fastest-selling Mario... Sorry, physical... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Fastest-selling Mario game ever in Europe. Sorry, I thought I mixed up my info here. Fastest-selling Mario game ever in Europe. And the Nintendo of Europe has said on Twitter, or X, Twitter, X, you know, I don't even know. Wowie zowie, in its first three days on sale, Super Mario Bros. Wonder has become the fastest selling Super Mario game ever in Europe. A huge thanks to everyone who made, sorry, who helped make this a wonderful launch. No pun intended. Stop using the word wonderful with Mario Wonder. It's just too many wonders in one wonder. 
Uh, with that said, that's cool. And I feel like we kind of uh, expected this because Mario Wonder, I think, is probably easily the most like hyped up Mario. Well, they said Mario game ever. I was going to say the most hyped up 2D Mario game, but it seems like it's the most hyped up Mario game ever, like more than Mario Odyssey, more than anything. Uh, it might be the most hyped up Mario game ever. Yeah, I would say so. It's the biggest, and Nintendo only gets more popular with time, so you would think all eyes are on this. And plus, the whole 10-year wait for a brand new 2D Mario game helps its case as well. So I'm really not surprised. Now, here's another cool stat, okay? This is a bit more niche, you know, a bit more broken down. Super Mario Bros. Wonder has also become the fastest-selling physical Mario game on Switch. So we don't have all the digital, you know, numbers yet. Really, only Nintendo gets those, and then they, you know, reveal it in some time. I believe, actually, either next podcast or the one after that, we'll have the updated numbers for the Switch sales, uh, tiers of the, of, the, of the Kingdom sales, and updated Mario Wonder sales. But as of right now, we, we know this. Uh, this information comes from Stealth40K on Twitter, or X. Uh, Mario Bros. Wonder has sold 638,000 units in just under the first week, physically. Physically. Now, for comparison, Mario Odyssey did 200,000 less than that, or just just under 200,000. Mario Odyssey did 462,000, where Mario 3D World uh, did 250,000. Mario 3D All-Stars did 210,000, Mario Maker 2 did 196,000, and Mario Bros. U Deluxe did 166,000, and then once again, Mario Mario Wonder did 600,000. So, really big improvement there. They kind of doubled some of the numbers here, and they did 200,000 more than Mario Odyssey. So yeah, I guess this is a bigger game uh, than Mario Odyssey. Well, you can't say that. I think the reason why the Mario Odyssey numbers aren't as high yet is because there wasn't a Christmas where the Switch was out. So the Switch released in March of 2017. Odyssey released in October. Actually, as I'm recording, six years ago today, (laughs) uh, this Friday, uh, as you're seeing this, six years ago yesterday. Um, And so I, I think not as many people got their hands on a Switch at that time so now everyone's got a switch you know we're six years in almost seven years into to the switch's lifetime and now six hundred thousand copies of mario wonder sold first week that's always cool right and i believe there was a number for japan actually super mario bros wonder fastest japan let's see if that pops up there were japan numbers right oh oh i'm stupid all those numbers or for Japan, I think. Oh, I'm stupid. Never mind. I think, yeah, all those numbers I just read was Japan. My bad. Okay, anyways. Next, now, for those people who are not in Europe, who are not in Japan, who are not anywhere except for the United States of America, okay? <laughs> if you're here, I am as well. How you doing? Handshake, okay? High five. Bam. All right, so, what's going on in the USA with Nintendo? Nintendo New York is hosting a Halloween-themed event on, of course, Halloween. So if you're in New York City on Halloween, can you trick-or-treat in New York City? Like, yeah, you you can go, like, door-to-door in New York State, but, like, how does that work? Like, can you walk into, like, a CVS and go trick-or-treat? Like, (laughs) they give out freaking... I don't know how that works, okay? So this event 
primarily seems to be a Pokemon event. It's a Pokemon event because it is called Pokeween. So if that doesn't do it for you, then I don't know what, what will. Uh, they have stated, starting at 10 a.m. on October 31st, stop by Nintendo New York City in costume and receive surprise giveaways. Limit one per person while supplies last. No purchase necessary. From 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Pikachu will be stopping by for a meet and greet with fans. So I assume, you know, instead of going trick-or-treating, you would stop by and, you know, say what's up to Pikachu and, you know, get a hug, dap him up, you know, like, bam, Pikachu, the homie is going to be there. So really, if I was going to go to this, I would probably show up as like Sonic and like see if they give, dude, that's a fire YouTube short idea. Go to the party as Sonic and see if they like give you see if you can be included in the giveaway you probably would just because you know although it's not a nintendo costume you bought that costume you came all the way out there they can't deny you and plus it's not like you know they hate sega who makes sonic so it, it, it would probably be fine but dude that's a banger idea if i was able to if it wasn't too late and i didn't have plans then i would probably go and do that but <laughs> otherwise that's cool. Now, October 27th news, guys. This is stacked. This is the last day of news to run through, but this is, this is absolutely stacked, okay? Now, a few of these things, the first two things happened, sorry, happened last night, but it's considered October 27th. So, for example, the first, first headline here is Mario Party 3 released for Switch Online Expansion Pack members on the N64. That happened October 27th. However, when things are scheduled for Friday, October 27th, they actually happen, at least in the U.S., 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can get them on your Switch. That's when it becomes available, because in Japan, it's already, you know, Friday, October 27th. In the U.K., it's that same case as well. And so, that is kind of why it's available one day early in the U.S., Eastern Time. All the good stuff. Now, if you're on Western time, 6 p.m., you have access to all the cool stuff. So you're getting it like a full day early almost. Well, not really. That's kind of like towards the end of the day. But you kind of get what I mean, right? Like, you, you you get it pretty early. But otherwise, the news stands. Mario Party 3 released for Switch Online Expansion Pack members on the N64. That's a fun one. It first released, fun fact, in the year 2000 and 2001. It was two separate years because back then, you know, not... All games came out all at one time in every single region. It was Japan first, then everywhere else later on the next year. But yeah, it was 2000, 2000 is when it came out. 2001 for the US and everywhere else. So just about, what's it, like 23 years later, we're getting our hands on it on the Switch. So for those who have hopes of like GameCube games coming to Switch, it seems like 20 years is the requirement. So, um, you know. Apart from, like, the, the remakes and remasters that, that they're doing, like Metroid Prime and Paper Mario, for something like an F-Zero GX, you, you have to wait. When did that come out? When did F-Zero GX release date? Uh, that was 2003. So we're, we're, we're 20 years in? 23? So maybe wait three years, and then that'll be 23 years, and then we'll, we'll maybe get F-Zero GX on the, on the Switch 2. Who knows? 20 years is the benchmark. Now, guys, excuse me while I Google how to pronounce this Pokemon name. One second, guys. <laughs> One second, because this is our next piece of news. Uh, 
pronunciation, guys. Come on, please. Here, here. There's a six-second video on how to pronounce it. Come on. I'm listening. Miss Magius, is that how you say it? Because I watched a video on how to pronounce this Pokemon, and it was an AI saying it. So, someone, Miss Magius, Miss Magius, somebody, please give me a free Pokemon pass to say this Pokemon's name incorrectly or correctly. I'm gonna go with Miss Magius. That sounds about right. Miss Magius has a Terror Raid battle live in Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. It is going on now. No clue when it started, but it ends on Halloween night. So Halloween at 8 p.m. Eastern time is when this will end. If you're seeing this podcast before then, toodle do, have some fun. Otherwise, this is why you gotta watch the podcast day one. We bring you news and banging news, all right? So, there's Terror Raid Battles going on. If you don't know what a Terror Raid Battle is, it's essentially, in Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, uh, you can gather up a team of, I believe, four or five people and attack one large Pokemon. And the Pokemon is Miss Magius, Miss Magius. Once again, I have the Poke Pass, so I can say the name incorrectly. Uh, either way, that's going on. For those who like Terror Raid Battles, feel free to go and jump on it. That's a song from Just Dance. Uh, Just Dance 2, I believe. So, you know, do your thing. And it is a five-star Terror Raid Battle, for those who are wondering, which is uh, on the harder side. So, bam! And then, actually, I meant to do this one second, but this piece of news actually also happened last night, but is considered October 27th. We have the second wave of Super Mario Bros. Wonder Switch Online icons available now. So, you know, I don't mean to like, you probably know what this means, but I'm gonna pull up my Switch because there's always gonna be somebody that doesn't know what the heck this is. So, uh, I just put it in sleep mode by accident. Uh, hold on, let me turn it back on. So if you have Switch Online, Switch online. You're on, you're on your freaking Switch, right? The only reason why my universe puppies and kittens is right there is because I was trying to like do a skit for a short and I had to use that. So sorry, never mind. Go to your Switch online app. Go there, and then go to. Here, come on, wait for. It. Go to missions and rewards on your Switch, and then click the Mario Wonder icon, and you will see tons of brand new Mario Wonder. Switch online icons. There's an elephant Mario. There's the uh, Mario elephant like fruit or the power up. There's the Mario, same Mario on the cover art, like when he holds up the Wonder Flower. Luigi's there. Toadette is there. Yoshi's there. It's a lot of the same uh, exact images from the cover art of the game. They have now become icons. So I like that. I don't mind that. There's also Bowser Jr. There's Evil Bowser Jr. There's the uh, Purple Hippos. I forget the name. It's been a while since I've actually played Mario Wonder. So don't expect me to be, you know, tip-top Magoo with that. But, you know, been a bit. Actually, that, that, that's a lot. I, I, I played yesterday, but, like, before that, it's been, like, five days. No, it hasn't. It's been, like, four days. Guys, I can't keep track of time. Can you? I can't. Now, guys, here's where I want to dive in. Okay, can we please dive into this? Okay, I'm so sorry, but this whole cluster squabble has intrigued me since day one. So, guys, let's go story time. This is how I'm going to hook you in, all right? So, the day is sometime in September of 2022, okay? I see this Disney Dreamlight Valley game get you know, revealed and is now available for the Switch, right? I think 
that game is totally up my alley. I love Animal Crossing. That's like a similar kind of game. I'm like, that's totally up my alley. Here's the thing. It's 25 bucks, which is not expensive for a game when you compare it to like, you know, Animal Crossing itself. So I was like, you know what? I, I can buy that. And then I started hearing about how, how the game is going to be free to play uh, in 2023. Spoiler alert, it's not free to play. So I was like, you know what? I don't really like how Disney is doing this whole early access thing. They, they claim that it's early access, but they don't really ever advertise anywhere that, that it will be free later on. They don't really do that. Now, if you dig, you, sorry, if you dig, you can find it, but it's not like plastered over their thing, which is fine. I just think it's like kind of dirty. Either make it free or tell everyone that it will be free, you know, whatever it is, right? So I was always like, all right, screw the game. I'll just wait. I'll wait until it's free. Now we have an announcement from Disney today as of recording the 27th of October, basically saying, hey, you guys really fell for the strap. You know what? Because of that, and because we made so much money, we're just going to stay as a, as, a, as a paid game. We're not going free anymore. So seriously, Disney Dreamlight Valley, Valley is no longer going to become a free game. They're going the paid route. They're like, man, we don't want to go free anymore. People actually pay money for this game. Let's, let's keep it that way. You know, we're making freaking bank over here. So... If you want your Disney fix, you can either do what I did. One sec. Where is it? And you can buy Disney Magical World 2. This game, I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not going to like lie. I'm not sponsored or like anything. This game is fire. Disney Magical World 2 is actually a phenomenal game. Get it on sale. Get it on a freaking sale. That game is bomb. Or you can also get Disney Speedstorm. That is a free game. It's a free Mario Kart Disney game. My thing, like, I'm not going to buy Disney Dreamlight Valley now. You made me a false promise. You tried to scam everyone. I mean, not, I shouldn't say that, but, like, I went on a long tangent, like, 10 episodes ago, like, saying, it's a, it's just a dirty model. I don't know. I don't like it. Because if it did go free to play, so many people would be like, wait, it, it was going free? If, if I knew that. I would have never bought the game because they didn't really, you know, tell anyone that it was going free. Once again, if you dig, you can find that it's going free. If you look in articles, you can find that the game will be free eventually. But they never told you that explicitly. So it's staying paid. Can we look up ugh, freaking they're 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 charging you like a lot of money because they're also introducing like a, like a paid expansion DLC kind of thing. And they're doing a showcase on the 1st of November. I guarantee you no one's showing up to that. Like, bro, don't show up to the Disney Dreamlight Valley showcase. It's like, <laughs> what time is that? 1 p.m. Eastern time. I was going to say, if they did it at 9 a.m., oh, boy, set your alarms. The Disney Dreamlight, Disney Dreamlight Valley uh, presentation, guys, set your alarms. Wake up, start streaming, react to it. No, like no one's. I don't. I don't know. I don't really like it. I don't like how they how they're doing the Dreamlight Valley, Shabongle. Okay, they said hi, Valley Villagers. Don't ever call me that again. Today we have an update to share with you about Disney Disney Dreamlight Valley leaving early access. Scroll through the carousel and click below for all the details. And it's a bunch of images, uh, just saying, hey, we're not going paid. All right, screw that. We made money. 
So that's it. That's really, I'll, I'll just stop there. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm not buying the game. Maybe I will. Okay, guys, comment down below. If you've played the game, is it good? Like, if I'm an, if I'm a, you know, Animal Crossing diehard fan, do I need to play Disney Dreamlight Valley? I heard a lot of negative things about it, but also like some positives. I don't know if I need to play this game. Is it a must play? That's all I need to know. Let me know, because I don't believe it is, but maybe I'm wrong. Now, catch my breath. Guys, you're you're now breathing manually. Huh? Gotcha. Okay, sorry. Now I'm breathing manually. Dang it! Okay, guys, Nintendo Australia, they're cool. But I'm, I'm a little salty that this is not in the U.S., okay? And not everything has to be in the U.S., but I get that. I just want to try Yoshi Crunch, okay? So, what is this? Nintendo Australia has received a Yoshi teapot and cup set for purchase on their store. Now, this is also in Japan. It's been in Japan. But it's essentially a teapot, a cup, a plate, and some Yoshi snacks. It's a teapot and cup set. All for the low, 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 low price of $65. Seriously? $65? I wouldn't pay $40 for this thing. Really? Okay, wow. $65 bucks for the Yoshi teapot set. I mean, it's a cool idea. And when you put the whole set together, it looks like a Yoshi egg. And it's a super neat piece of merchandise. I, uh, 65 bro. That's, that's more than Mario RPG. Do you want to buy Mario RPG? Or do you want to buy... You know, WarioWare Move It, or do you want to buy Super Mario Yoshi Teapot and Cup Set? You know, if, if you're asking me, I'm buying WarioWare Move It and shaking my booty in that game. I'm not buying the Yoshi Teapot and Cup Set, but if you want to buy that, and, and you're Australian, right this way, folks. All right, anyways, <laughs> that's up there for our Aussies who listen to the podcast. We we love you, Aussies. Um, there, there There's not there's not many of them, but there are a few, because... There was a podcast, like, two episodes ago, where I was like, comment down below if you're an Aussie. And, like, five people did. I'm like, heck yeah! So, shout out to you guys. All right, now, to end off the, the, the news segment of the podcast, <clears throat> we have a rumor. Now, this rumor, I don't know. I mean, it, it can go either way. Now, it comes from credible sources, okay? So, I first saw this on... Video Games Chronicle, that site, but it's also, if I can pull this up, it is kind of, like, first reported by... Give me a second. Give me a second. Guys, I I take... Dialabs, thank you. I take very, very good notes, but that's just, like, one that I missed. Dialabs, and I saw it on Video Games Chronicle. So... The rumor is a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Switch OLED bundle is coming soon. I would assume everywhere, like Japan, UK, Australia, everywhere. This sweatshirt is so big. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's 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 coming through. So if you don't know, there already is a bundle like this that we have. It's a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundle that has a normal Switch, non OLED. Uh, I believe it is three hundred dollars. And it, it includes Mario Kart. Cool. Now, apparently, we're getting one that has an OLED, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And not just that. 
Not even just that, you also get more. From what I saw, and from what I read, you're also getting three months of Nintendo Switch Online, which the standard bundle also has. So it's the exact same bundle that we already have. Switch, Mario Kart, Switch Online. But now, as, as an OLED version, which kind of makes some sense, but it's weird that they didn't, you know, reveal that earlier. So this Mario Kart, let's, let, let's, let's go back to what's confirmed. What is confirmed is a Mario Kart 8 bundle uh, with a normal Switch and three months of Switch Online. That makes a lot of sense. So that's kind of like their Black Friday bundle that they're, you know, advertising. They announced that months ago. Now with the rumored exact same thing, but OLED version, why would you like announce that now and not earlier if the normal one was announced months ago? My first thought would be like to promote the Switch more when it gets closer to Black Friday. So maybe this will be announced, you know, early November, so like next week or so, really. Uh, that, that's that's crazy to think that this is the last October episode. Nuts. Uh, maybe early 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 next week it'll be announced. I don't know, like, like next Monday? We'll have to see. But yeah, that is the rumor. Comes from credible sources. I mean, actually, that Dia Labs, I don't know, but like if Video Game Chronicle picked it up, that's kind of cool. So we'll have to see if that happens. It is supposedly going to have red and blue Joy-Cons, so the exact same thing as the normal Switch. Uh, yeah, my, my guess is it'll probably be 350 bucks because it's not a special edition switch and the normal OLED is 350. So they don't always include the cost of Mario Kart in the bundle, so 350 standard price is my guess. Black Friday, that's kind of that's that's kind of like the deal. You get Mario Kart 8 for free. So yeah, that could happen, but that is not confirmed. We must stress that is not confirmed. That is a rumor for a reason. Now, <clears throat> Bonus piece of news. This is not Nintendo news, but it's more so news for my channel. Okay, guys? October 30th, not 31st, not Halloween night. October 30th, we are live for a Halloween live stream. What are we going to do? We're not playing Luigi's Mansion like everyone else. We're not playing a horror game. We're not playing... I wouldn't call it scary. We're not playing a scary game, but it is a Halloween game. We are playing every single Animal Crossing Halloween event from the GameCube up until the, the, the Switch. Four games have it. Animal Crossing GameCube, Animal Crossing City Folk, Animal Crossing New Leaf, and, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. Four games have the Halloween event. You can say that, you know, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, like make a Halloween house. Yeah, but I don't really feel like it. So, four Animal Crossing games have it. We'll spend about half an hour on each game playing the Halloween event. Be there early because the GameCube Animal Crossing uh, Halloween event is so much fun. Be there. I'll probably do it around 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern time is when we will stream. That will be tons of fun, and it'll build up to Halloween night, which is going, which is going to be the next day. So, be there or be square. If that is not fit for your time zone, I am so sorry, but I am only human. I can only stream, you know, during my waking hours, which is 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. So, you know, shebang, shaboozle. Let's go. That is it for the news segment of the podcast. Now, we actually do have some other news, but, like, 
that's the main bits of news. We have two more segments to dive into that revolve around news and are things that had come out recently, and we have to discuss them. Also, we have one more segment at the end of that, showcasing some products that I was sent. Then we have one more after that, answering the questions that you have asked me on YouTube and Discord. Anyways, let's go ahead. Let's get to our next segment that includes Doug Bowser, the president of Nintendo, answering some questions on Switch 2, Nintendo in general, and much more. Let's go. All right, guys, our legend, our myth, our man. That was in the total wrong order. Our man, the myth, the legend, Doug Bowser, has spoken in an interview. And if you're wondering why my shirt is wet, I had the bright idea to go to the bathroom, wash my hands, and then touch my sweatshirt, which is like one size too big. I don't know. I had a, you know, I'm just a funny guy doing silly things, all right? So we have an interview with Doug Bowser that was conducted by actually two people. Uh, part of this was by Inverse, and part of this was by Wired, two big little outlets that have done interviews with the man that we all love. Do we love him, or do we love Reggie? I don't know. He's he's all right, Doug Bowser. So, there is a lot that is... There's a lot that he was interviewed on, and we're not going to go through all of it, because if we did, we'd be here for half an hour, which maybe you want that, but... I don't really, this is, this is kind of like a, you know, one, two pop, t you know, 10, 12 minutes or whatever. So I took some of the highlights and we'll share them with you here. Let's run through. So I actually took one, two, three, four things uh, that we can break down and discuss for the juiciest things from these interviews. Let's go through. So this first one is when Wired interviewed Doug, interviewed Doug, Doug Bowser. We have Doug Bowser on why Mario's voice actor was a secret. So we all know, leading up to Mario Wonder, we didn't know who the guy was until the game leaked, and, and now we know who it is. It is Kevin Afghani. And might I say, he does a fantastic job voicing Mario in Mario Wonder. So, why was the voice actor a secret for so long? This is what Doug Bowser, president of Nintendo, had to say. Quote, we want people to enjoy the gameplay experience, and if... And if they enjoy the voice behind the gameplay experience, that's what's most important to us. Not necessarily highlighting Mario's voice actor. So, very, very short answer. They just want them to enjoy what the voice sounds like, not totally who it is. He's going to be revealed and he knew that. But, like, it doesn't have to be a big thing like, here's the guy, you know, like, that's more so for the credits to reveal and for people to figure out on their own. But yeah, I, I understand that. And also, if you reveal him too early, he might get harassed a little bit and like kind of pushed around, especially if they announced him like right when we found out, you know, that Charles was not the voice actor. He might have gotten pushed around a bit. So I think it was absolutely perfect how it was executed. I think they should have had Kevin himself reveal himself, which he did. He he was, like, the main source that it came from. And, and wait a while. And wait until a bit after, you know, people start speculating who it is. And, like, a week out from the game's launch, then you reveal it. Perfect execution there. I like it. Then, Doug Bowser also spoke on Nintendo's relationship with Microsoft, okay? Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft. We know recently that Nintendo... 
was a big target for Microsoft to try and acquire or buy, to use a more kitty-friendly word, to buy. Microsoft wants to buy Nintendo, or at least that's what a leaked email said uh, from, I believe, like three years ago in 2020. So here's what Doug Bowser had to say, not necessarily about that. He did talk about it, but like very slightly. He was like, you know, Microsoft, you know, that's kind of cool, but there's always brand new studios coming up that they can buy. He just kind of said in the nicest way possible. Yeah, we're not getting bought, bro. (laughs) So here's what he said about Microsoft. Quote, we have a great relationship with Microsoft. We consider them to be partners in many, many ways, and you only have to look at Nintendo Switch to see that partnership. Obviously, Minecraft is on Nintendo Switch, and we brought Banjo-Kazooie to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So we're looking forward to that partnership continuing. So they like Microsoft, but I don't see a world where Nintendo gets bought by Microsoft in the next... I mean, I'll say like eight years, because even if like... I don't know, because if the next console flopped, it wouldn't do worse than the Wii U. Not probably like not like in, in the next twenty years, they would ever, they would, they'd ever be bought. If they began flopping, like if the Switch Two was a flop, next console flopped, maybe they can get bought out. But you know, not now. Then we have something before we talk about Switch Two stuff. Doug Bowser spoke about which Nintendo property. Like like game or game series, he would like to see come back. Very very short answer. Quote: I can't think of a specific franchise that I want to see come back. The things I love to play are there. Maybe Bowser's Inside Story. Giving Bowser a little love would always be nice, bro. Mario and Luigi come back? I don't even know, but that's something on his list that came up first. Guys, I wouldn't count out. Mario and Luigi, you know, coming back. I'm not going to be one of those guys that says, Mario and Luigi confirmed! Oh my god! But like, you know, it's on it's on their minds. It might happen. Now, our final thing here is Doug Bowser was asked about the rumors of the Nintendo Switch 2 being shown at Gamescom a few months ago to some developers. So if you're not in the loop, essentially, there was a gaming convention and... The, the, the uh, Nintendo Ninjas snuck in the Switch 2 into the back rooms and were showing it off to, you know, game developers. And this was a rumor that, that came out and they asked him if it was true. And while he's not going to say, yeah, it was totally true, <laughs> you know, he said, quote, well, first, I can't comment or I won't comment, I should say, on the rumors that are out there. But one thing we've done with the Switch to help with that communication and transition is the formation of the Nintendo account. In the past, every device we transitioned to had a whole new account system, which is true. Creating the Nintendo account will allow us to communicate with our players if and when we make a transition to a new platform. What do you mean if? If you make a transition, there's going to be a Switch too. Come on. To help ease that process or transition, our goal is to minimize the dip you typically see in the last year of one cycle and the beginning of another. I can't speak to the possible features of a new platform, but the Nintendo account is a strong basis for having that communication as we make the transition. So essentially, we heard about this like a few months ago, 
of them saying, like, I believe it was Shantaru Furukawa, who's like the president in Japan, not president, president, like the big Nintendo boy in Japan. He was saying that, that they, they want to make a very, very smooth transition from Switch 1 to whatever the Switch 2 is just by using the Nintendo account. So I assume, you know, obviously you have the account linked to your Switch. I assume that you just sign in with it on the next system and bam, everything is all done. I assume that's what it means. And if there was something like backwards compatibility on the next system, just signing into your account and and then like getting access to all your old eShop games, assuming that you know, assuming that sorry, assuming that that there is backwards backwards uh, I can't talk. Assuming that there is backwards compatibility. See guys, just slow, slow down slow down your speed sometimes. Slow down a little bit and then you're all good. Assuming there's backwards backwards compatibility, uh, access to your eShop games right away would be a winner. Smooth transition, set it up within like 10 minutes and you're ready to go. Whereas like, a, bro, set up for the Wii U takes like, I mean, if you like sit there and make a whole me, set up for the Wii U takes about pfft, like 20 minutes. Dude, that's insane. Maybe even like 30 to like go through and, you know, configure all the settings. Switch is like, five make switch to like two minutes sign in done all your settings preferences are transferred over everything is all done wi-fi everything about it is all transferred do that fastest console setup in console history so that is kind of the most of what doug bowser had to say in the interviews i will leave the links to the full interviews in the description uh, there's a paste bin that says sources and links. Click that. You can see all the links that I've mentioned in the podcast down there. You can click that and see the entire interview. There's some other like interesting things, but that's kind of the highlights, I would say. The highlights of it, what you would want to know. And yeah, very, very cool, but he does speak some other things. Bam, that's Doug Bowser for you. Do we like him or Reggie more? I like Reggie, but Doug's cool too. Now, for our next segment... We will discuss a leaked Nintendo Switch 2 patent, a leaked Switch 2 design. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my gosh, Switch 2 leaked. But what is shown in this Switch 2 leak, I believe, is exactly how you make a Switch 2. Doug Bowser just spoke Switch 2. Now it's my turn. This is exactly how you make a Switch 2 and make it different. From the original Switch. This is how you do it. Let's talk. So guys, I'm scavenging the interwebs for news today, okay? For the podcast. And I found this leaked Nintendo Switch 2 patent by way of GameRant.com. I found this through them. And if you don't know what a patent is, it's essentially Nintendo saying, hey... We're going to put this picture of our new console out here. And by doing this, that means that you, you, or you cannot copy this. So basically, they're submitting, they're, they're like submitting paperwork to say, hey, this is what we, we might do in case that we do do it. No one else can copy it. So I want to walk you through what this patent looks like. Because in this patent, you can see what they are working on in terms of, of these switch do. Now, I will say once again. This is not confirmed to happen, okay? This, what I'm about to show you, is not confirmed. I am not at all saying it's, it's, it's confirmed. Sometimes they file patents and don't actually do anything with it. 
but this is at least interesting. And I think this is exactly how you do a switch too. So I'm going to put photos on, on the screen. Okay. Here's a very interesting photo. Now you'll see on the screen and, and audio listeners, I'll break it down for you. It's, it's essentially a DS. They're patenting a 3DS design, okay? This looks like a 3DS. For our audio listeners, there's one screen on top, one screen on the bottom. There's a stick on the left bottom side to, you know, play the game. It looks very much so, just like a 3DS, okay? There seems to be a button on the bottom, uh, bottom bit, like on the back top of the bottom screen where like the 3DS L and R buttons would be. This looks like a 3DS, but guess what? The mechanism of this patented console is that those screens can detach. So imagine a 3DS where the two screens can detach, okay? That is supposedly what they're working on for a Switch 2. Now, once again, not confirmed. If it does not happen, I'm telling you now, it is not confirmed. This is what they are potentially planning. But essentially, it's a it's a it's a DS, and I'll take mine out right now. Here, here's a DS, three, two DS. And it's like the screen's split in half. And so here's what I'm thinking. It's a switch, but more of a switch. Let me explain. I think not only does this allow 3DS and DS backwards, <clears throat> backwards compatibility, but this also means multiplayer has never been easier, okay? Here's the cool thing. You literally have every single... Nintendo console in one machine. Hear me out, okay? So let's start. Let, let's let's start with Switch. There's a bottom screen and a top screen. Bottom screen, okay. You hold in your hands as if it's a Wii U gamepad. There's a screen on there and there's buttons on there. It's essentially a gamepad. And then you put the other half, the top screen, in 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 a dock to play on the TV. There's your Wii U games right there. Then, if you want to take the device away, you can attach the top screen and play it like a 3DS. There's a top screen and a bottom screen. I assume that they'll connect somehow, some way. Kind of like how Joy-Cons do. And, I assume that you'll be able to fold it. Now, if you want to play Switch games, I wonder if there will be an option to not even attach the top screen and just play your games on the one bottom screen. And these screens, both of them, look the exact same size, so it wouldn't even be a problem. It's, imagine a Switch with an extra screen that can detach. That is essentially what we are looking at right here. Now, here's my thing. I don't imagine that these will be low-quality screens, at least the bottom one, which sounds weird because you would think it's the top one, but the buttons are probably going to be on the bottom screen, if this is even real, okay? And... That's probably where you'd play your Switch games. Like if you had a console and the buttons were on the bottom screen and you could take off the top one, you know, you 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 have one device left, the one with the buttons on it, that would be where like you take your Switch, you know, where you play your portable games with no top screen. But I imagine that can become like a second companion like the Wii U was by taking the top screen and putting it in a dock. You are essentially getting two Switches in one thing. If this makes any sense, I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. But then it looks like there's another picture that looks to be showing the 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 two screens, 
like back to back maybe? I can't totally tell what it is, but it's one thick device and it has a screen on the top. My, once again, my imagination is this is like the two screens are back to back and this is like for multiplayer. I think that's like what I'm looking at here. So multiplayer function is there. But the reason why I'm even bringing this up as a segment is because I believe this is how you make a Nintendo Switch 2. I've been saying for like the longest time, how do you even make a, make a, a, a Switch 2? Like it's going to look so much like the normal Switch. No one's going to be able to tell it's a brand new console. This right here is exactly how you do it. Two detachable screens. It can play 3DS games because because it has a top and a bottom screen. It can play Wii U games because one half goes in the dock. The other half acts, acts as a gamepad. And also just normal Switch games. Dude, this is literally genius. This is superb genius. If they can pull that off and this is truly what it is, they beat the system. Somebody beat the system. If that's what this is, they beat the freaking system. It folds, it does what the DS and 3DS do, and the Wii U. Now, will you have Wii U games on there? I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying that you'll have 3DS and DS games on there, but it makes perfect sense to do that. It's It looks like they want to do that, but you know maybe they are or maybe they won't do that. That is how you make a Switch 2. Two screens... And they can detach. Once again, I'll say it again. One goes in the dock. One, one you hold as a gamepad. That's like that's like a Wii U right there. This is, I want to, freaking phenomenal. That's how you switch to. That is how you do it. That is exactly. I can't stress it enough. That is how you switch to. That is how you switch to and make it obvious that it is not the same console. As your previous console. That right there will do, if it's what I'm saying it is and what I'm, you know, describing it as and what it looks like. I think that's the best selling console of all time. Call me delusional. Call me crazy. If it has all that backwards compatibility, best selling console of all time. Best selling. All time. And it has power to like play Zelda and Switch games. Best like console of all time. I right, dude, it's not a it's not a joke. Okay, <laughs> come on. Now, I want to stress one more time. This is a rumor. It is not confirmed. This is not confirmed. But the images come straight from Nintendo. They made these images. It is that part is real. That part is actually real. Okay, they actually filed a patent for this. This is real. But who knows if that will actually end up being the final product of the Switch 2. Here's the thing that we know, though. They were at least thinking and working outside of the box. If they submitted this as a potential Switch 2, Switch 2 you know, design, what else might they have saved up? You know, what, what other kinds of concepts might they have? It's so interesting, man. It's so much fun. So that's floating out there. I'm excited. I would happily take that. And if they could play all those games like backwards compatible, that would probably be my favorite console of all time because it has everything in one. Um, I mean, like a Steam Deck, you know, can do that. This is like the Nintendo DS Steam Switch Deck. You know, <laughs> that's like what it is. <laughs> okay, so, oh, oh, and then add a, add a U at the end because it can 
maybe, you know, possibly play Wii U games. I don't know. That's so cool. I'll leave it at that. Not confirmed, but that is how you make a Switch 2. Two screens, fun times. All right. Now, we get to normally we we would now get to answering your questions, but I want to introduce a brand new segment and I'll explain what it is. It's brand new and it's all fun stuff. Let's go. So guys, I want to call this segment, and you probably just saw it if, if you're watching audio or you skipped here, uh, Saturday Spotlight. So this segment is all about showcasing either Switch accessories that I bought or Switch controllers that were sent to me or something like this. I want to showcase these, these kinds of things, these Switch controllers and, and Switch accessories that I'm sent and things that I picked up and cool things like that. And I will say if something was sent to me or if I bought it, but I wanted to show off some controllers today that I was sent from Binbok and Doyoki. Now, Binbok, if you don't know, makes the, uh, I have them here. They make, like, the fat Joy-Cons. I like these a lot. I recommend... M-Swizzle approved these ones, right? So they have sent me two of their brand new Pro Controllers. Now, they sent me these. However, I want to make it very clear. You don't ever see me, like, do sponsorships. But I am very picky. I'm very picky with what I promote, okay? And you can totally, like, every single time just skip this entire segment. Because some things will, will be sent to me. But these controllers are the real deal. And this will be like a five-minute segment. I would say like, you know, this is like this is like the, the first time that I'm doing it. So I want to give some context and some housekeeping. Five-minute segment or so. Talking about things that I'm sent and things that I picked up. So this, I believe, that I'm holding. And I'll describe it to you for, for the audio listeners. Is the Binbok Ultra Pro Controller. This thing is sick, okay? So I want to talk to you about it. Because I was using this to play Mario Wonder. And I, I'm enjoying it. And I'll have the links down below if, if you want to check them out. This controller. Can I show you the coolest thing when I first saw this? Listen. Maybe that's just like a me thing. The buttons are clicky. I love that. Now, they, they've kind of taken like mechanical keyboard elements from it. And like made it so that you don't have to put much pressure to press the buttons. Uh, not not all the buttons, but like the A, B, X, and Y stuff. So I like that. And guess what? This is the anti-drift controller. They have used Hall Effect joysticks in here, or you know, uh, control sticks, to make sure that this does not drift. And if it does, you might want you might want to return it. I've been playing this for like a few weeks, no issues. I love this controller, and not to mention, if I click this, it starts to light up. There's so many different kinds of lights that, that you can do on this thing. Uh, if I hold it, can we get to more? I forget how I use this. I, I, I put it on yellow. Uh, how do we get to more lights? There we go. Now it's green. And there's also buttons on the back as well. Dude, this thing is so sick. So I like this. I've been playing Mario Wonder. Everything feels good. D-pad maybe could be a bit better. Uh, it's just like kind of clicky, but like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like kind of, mm. it's like a circle D-pad. It's a D-pad, but it's like a circle like button that, you know, just goes left, right, up and down. That can be a bit better. Like, I'm trying to be honest here. I'm not trying to like, you know, suck up to the, to the product, but, um, 
Yeah, just some things that I was sent this controller I like and I recommend. I do not recommend everything. I've sent back controllers that I didn't like because I didn't want to you know, promote it to you. These I like. Now, maybe, you know, maybe you won't like them, but I do. Now, this one is, is a bit more budget. Now, this one I like, but, you know, maybe you won't want to go for this one. But I'll say, if you're balling on a budget, this one I can recommend. Once again, I would not recommend it for those, like looking for a switch pro controller like an official switch pro controller you know kind of quality of a controller but this one i believe is about 40 bucks on the bin box site this is the gemini controller this one i still like now i will say once again i don't want to compare it to the um official switch pro controller but it has many aspects of that controller as in the buttons pressing the buttons feels very very similar to pressing the buttons on the official switch pro controller also the triggers and bumpers also feel very very similar uh the the, the triggers definitely the bumpers a little bit less but it has very many aspects of a switch pro controller official from nintendo now uh the control sticks as well are very very cool they're very like swift i feel like they're very lightweight and i can you know move Move with them very, very fast. The D-pad is kind of the same circle D-pad as well as the last one, which I don't I don't love a whole lot. But um, it can change colors too. Uh, boom. You, you can turn them off. You can turn them back on. Bam. And you can also change them as well. But also has buttons on the back. Dude, you can't go wrong with a freaking bin bot controller. So maybe add these to your Christmas list. This one, once again, bought on a budget. Um, I would recommend this to like those who maybe just bought a switch and want a cheaper switch pro controller but then this ultra pro controller i think is super awesome this one you might want to add your christmas list i don't even know that it's actually released yet they kind of were very very nice and sent it early also one more thing uh, these control sticks come off and you can actually change the texture they included uh, this is like a it has like lines on it for, for for better grip but you can actually change out which one you want. They include multiple options for you, including including just like a smooth, you know, control stick. But uh, I have to actually look and pay attention how to put this on. <laughs> uh, there we go. But yeah, these controllers I like. They were sent to me, so I didn't go out and buy these myself. But I can say I'm picky with what I promote. And in my experience, I like them a lot. Binbok has always been great to me. Binbok or, Do or you know, Doyoki, they kind of go by both. They've always been great to me, and I try to be great to them, okay? Um, they're awesome. And I actually was sent more controllers from somebody else who you've probably heard of this brand more than another brand. brand and I won't say their name in here because this is a Binbok-focused uh, segment. But next podcast, we have a bigger uh, name brand that you might know uh, to discuss as well. So with that said... Thank you all for for watching the first uh, Saturday Spotlight. We'll, we'll we'll get more in the hang of things as we keep on doing it, and it won't be on every single podcast uh, podcast episode. Only when I have things to show. But yeah, that's what I like. That that's what I was sent. That's what I recommend. Very very cool controllers. Once again, I'm picky with it. I send back some things sometimes. I don't want to promote it to you. Those though, I like. Uh, just make sure that you know what you're buying. Of course, the D-pad. Might not be for everyone, but, you know, with that said, let's get to your favorite segment of the podcast, where we answer your questions that you have sent me. Ready? Three, two, one. Go, go, go. Alrighty, now it is time to answer your 
questions, the questions that you have asked me to answer on this podcast. So if you want to submit a question for the show and get it possibly answered by, by me, you know, you can go two ways about it. You can go one to my YouTube page, go to the community tab and check back every single Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern time to see a brand new post on there that will say, hey, I'm taking questions, comment down below. Maybe go at like 12.02 p.m. because sometimes it takes a while to show up. So you can do that. And I actually forgot to, do, to even do it this week. I did it today. Um, I scheduled the next 10 weeks in advance. So I will not forget again to ever post that community post. Then if you don't want to wait until next Wednesday to you know write some questions down for the next episode, what you can do is join my Discord server. Discord is a giant chat room for dare I say gamers, <laughs> no, you can make a Discord account and go to the Ask M Swizzle channel in the description. I will put a Discord link down there. Join, join, join the server, go to the Ask M Swizzle channel and write your question in there. I might take it out of there. I might take it out of YouTube. Who knows? Maybe you write it on both platforms, whatever you need to do. I will say uh, you have a better chance of getting your question answered on Discord as there are less questions from there. So do what you will with that. But if you can't get a question answered, feel free to become a channel member. All channel members get their question guaranteed answered to become a channel member. Uh, the link is going to be down below. Or if you are on, if, if you're on YouTube, there is a join button that you can click. Any membership tiers get you the guaranteed questions. So the lowest one is $1.99. Sign up for that and you can get a guaranteed question every single time as long as you're still a member. First member question, Jack. For Jack uh, Jack wrote, wrote this on October 24th. That was three days ago as of recording. Jack, what was your first Mario game? My first Mario game was actually Mario Bros. Wii because the GameCube never really had like a Mario Bros game not, not not like never really had it never had a Mario Bros game it had Mario Sunshine but really i began to play Mario Bros Wii when my siblings were were playing it cuz we were all kind of growing up during the GameCube and Wii era and the first one that i kind of like joined in on was Mario Bros Wii so that was my first one and then it was Mario Bros U and then as i got older I went back and, you know, played all the Mario Bros, uh, the first one, Mario World, all the other ones. So, yeah, it took me a bit to actually, you know, go back and play the old ones. But, yeah, my first game was Mario Bros Wii. It released in, what, 2009? Yeah, it was, I think that we played it around, like, 2010, though. I was kind of a late bloomer to Mario, honestly. But, yeah, that was the first one. Then, Cam asks, if you had to remove one Nintendo console from existence, aside from the Virtual Boy and handheld slash variants. Which one would it be? Okay. And then he listed some variants. Okay. Um, remove one Nintendo console. Well, we have the NES, the SNES. If I remove a console, can I not play it on the Switch? I assume so. So, like, if I took NES, I couldn't play any NES games on Switch. Okay. So no Virtual Boy, that would that that would have been the answer. Um, that's rough. We kind of have to look at like which one has the worst library. Well, no, we we don't have to do that. You know what? My answer still might be the NES because while those games, I'm not saying that has a bad library. That has a phenomenal library, and those games are phenomenal. 
I'm just like not playing NES games in 2023. Like honestly, I'm just not. So you know, I'm more on like the uh, newer games that are coming out. And like, if I want to play older games, I normally like you know kind of kind of resort to Wii games because that was my childhood. You know, so. I'd probably say NES, but that is not at all to say those are bad games in the slightest. It's just I'm not really playing them nowadays. So that's what I play less. And so I would I would definitely remove that. Not an easy choice, but a choice that I have to make. So, you know, well, what would you do? <laughs> What's that show? Uh, how can we phrase it like, like that TV show? If you were told to remove one, one uh, Nintendo console, what would you do? Guys, watch that show. It's it's kind of fun. All right. Final member question. CC Osito31 asks, do you think that Metroid Prime 4 will be a Switch exclusive or released on Switch in the upcoming system? Um, I think it'll be released on Switch and the next system because they even did this with like Breath of the Wild. So Zelda Breath of the Wild was going to be made for the Wii U. Uh, it was given uh, at, at one point, I believe a 2016 release date. Then they're like, well, we kind of need a new console. So then the Switch came out and they put it out as a launch, launch title for the Switch. But they promised all the Wii U owners, hey, Zelda's coming. So they, they did a dual release. I'm not saying that Prime 4 would be a launch title because Metroid Prime 4 is a very, very weak launch title. It'll be a great game. But I don't think many fans are excited for Metroid as they might be for like a brand new 3D Mario game. You know, like a 3D Mario is a much better launch game. Once again, Metroid Prime, amazing series. But like, you know, Mario is more so what you want to launch with, right? So I don't think that it'll be a launch title, but it's just like dragging on at this point that if it's, if it's not released next year, which I don't believe it will be, you kind of have to do a little dual 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 release action you know because you promised it for switch but you would want to have it on the next console too so yeah i say dual release for that one then m swizzle enthusiast fire name by the way says what is the process uh coming up with a video idea and how long does it take to film and edit so if you don't know who i am i make youtube shorts so we're talking about shorts here so the process there's many different ways that I get my video ideas. I try like the Mr. Beast thing and like open up a random word generator. Uh, sometimes what I'll do, uh, if there's any other like creators out there, try this. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll type in just literally Nintendo on the Twitter search bar and just scroll. Cause you'll either see a piece of funny news. You'll see a funny tweet that, that you know, shows something from 2016 that is cool to, to talk about. There's always like some obscure or cool or random piece of news on there that, that, you know, you can find. There's always something. So once I have an idea, I don't always do it. I write down like, like a hundred ideas and then I narrow it down to like 10 and then I, I get it down to like five and then like one. So I have a pool of ideas and then narrow it down to one. And then that's what I do. And then to film and edit. So I script it first. And then to film, that's going to be about five to ten minutes. Because I say my shorts in, like, so many different ways. So, like, there's... Okay, so let's say that, that the video is... um My most recent video was, you know... Nintendo got in trouble over Paper Mario. So there's, like... Let, let me try a few different ones. There's, like... 
Nintendo got in trouble over Paper Mario? Or there's... How else can I... There's like... Nintendo got in trouble over Paper Mario? Like, there's different ways to say the same thing. So, I take like 10 minutes to like say every line a few different ways. And like, when I edit, see what sounds best. And then, and then to, to edit, I take like, honestly, people think I take like half an hour. It really takes me like five hours. Because here's the thing. With a short, you have that kind of time. You, you, you have that time. I wouldn't spend like five hours on a 30 second part normally in like a long form video, but with shorts, you only have to focus on like 30 seconds. And here's the thing with shorts. To any shorts creators out there, this is, a, I believe, pretty good advice. You have to win every single second of the short. You, you have to win every single second. If you lose one second, you're losing viewers. Obviously, that makes sense, right? <laughs> so you want to win every single second of the short. So I am comfortable taking five hours to make sure that every single second you see something new. It's fast-paced. It's good. Sound effects make sense. I try to use sound effects that like people know. So in my most recent one, first millisecond, you, you, you can hear a Wii Sports Resort sound effect. People resonate with that, and that's like nostalgic. So it kind of like, you know, messes. It like throws you off track for a second. It's like, oh wait, that was, oh, what uh, game was that from? That was from a uh, Wii Sports Resort, right? And then by that time, I'm knee deep in the video, and you have to rewind it to then watch it again. So I'm getting you to like rewatch the video because you were like, what, what was that sound effect? Or like you pause the video and then have to like rewind it. Like, bro, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about it, right? So. Uh, all in all, if you add all that up, like, like video ideas take like two hours to come up with, uh, yeah, around, it can take more. Like I have to think of one tonight. It's 7 PM. Do I want to do that? Not really, but am I going to do it? Yeah. I'm going to figure something out. (laughs) Um, and I, I, I like talk to chat GPT as bad as it sounds. And I ask it like, you know, what do I say? I try to get like my readability level of my script pretty low. I try to see if it's like a trending idea. Chat GPT knows all of that kind of stuff. So I normally talk to AI and get, you know, opinions on the idea, which sounds bad. Like, yeah, I, I have an AI friend, but seriously, if you're a creator and you're not using chat GPT, no matter what your stance is on AI, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you need to be using chat GPT because AI, I will say like, I, I don't support AI when it's used for like dirty things like stealing art or, you know, whatever people don't like. But when it comes to like getting research done faster, you you have to be using AI. YouTube is, you know, beginning to use AI. It's just kind of how the things are going. It's just useful. It saves you time. So if it can save you time, why not use it, you know? Then EGC998 says or asks, what has been your top five? Favorite Switch games this year. Oh my gosh, have five games even, even you know released this year? Okay, let's go. In no order, Tears of the Kingdom, Mario Wonder, Pikmin 4. <laughs> uh, what else even came out? Uh, <laughs> uh, Pikachu came out, but that's not top five. Can I look at my Switch? I kind of have to. Ow, my knee just cracked. All right. Um, what is on my Switch that came out this year? Um... Like, there's games that I enjoyed this year, but they, they didn't come out this year. Um, I'll put Fae Farm on there. 
which I did not think that I would like. I thought it was terrible <laughs> until I played it, and it was kind of fun. And, oops, my chair arm thing just moved. Um, dude, I, I have games that I liked this year, but none that came out this year apart from what I just named. Um, oh, 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 oh. I mean, I, I guess by default... You know what? Oddball. I'll say Pikmin 1. Pikmin 1 just released on the Switch this year. And that is a phenomenal game. Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 4. Two Pikmin games on the top five list. Did you ever see it coming? Because I didn't. Uh, Super Game Bros asks, Do you think Charles Martinet and his role as Mario Ambassador will be voicing any smaller characters like, like the old tiny Mario from the movie or a small side character in any future Nintendo projects. Uh, I don't know. I feel like how how I understood it, Mario Ambassador just feels like a a legacy title. Like you know, Charles is you know not gonna be the voice actor, but we still you know know that he's important. So we'll 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 call him the ambassador. Maybe he'll have a role in some side project. Like. I I wouldn't doubt that he might have a voice clip or two in the Mario movie too. But I don't know that it means much outside of that. I think it's just like a legacy thing. Like he is the Mario ambassador. He was the original Mario, you know? I think that's kind of what it is. And then CJ the Pro 5176 asks, "Who put this question on here? I have a person that like, you know, that like compiles questions." Why in tarnation did you put this on here? CJ, CJ the Pro asks, do you think Hey Pikmin would receive a sequel? What are they going to call it? Yo Pikmin? Yo Pikmin coming to Switch 2024. Pre-order now. Yo Pikmin. I don't think so. The game sold terribly. What do you call it? Hey Pikmin 2? Yo Pikmin? Sup Pikmin? What do you call it? What do, what do you call the game, man? What do you call that? Um, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, w I would buy Yo Pikmin. Yo Pikmin, <laughs> gas. Um, I don't think that it will. To be honest, I just, it just didn't sell very well. Um, no, no, I don't think it, it's not getting a sequel. Then Her Majesty Velvet. What Nintendo series do you think deserves a second chance at life? Hmm. There's a few. F-Zero comes to mind. And you're going to say, well, Max, F-Zero 99 came out. Do you understand? F-Zero 99 is a phenomenal little free game. But that's like... Say that I died, Okay. That's like making AI videos of me. It's not like the real thing, but it's like good enough, right? Like that's what F-099 is. It's like the AI version of F-0. It's not the the core, the real F-0, sorry, F-0 that, you know, we, we, we want. We want a remastered F-0 GX. That's what it is. That's, that's the real stuff. But this F-099... Not trying to crap on it. It is phenomenal, especially like especially like like, like for a free game. You couldn't have made many other better battle royale games than that. That's kind of fun, right? I'm not trying to say it's bad by any means. 
but that's like the like it's not really revived is what i'm saying like it's just kind of lingering there like it's just there right you know so i say f0 uh i saw in the replies of this comment some someone said chibi robo that's another fanta- uh, fantastic one uh you could even do i mean mario and luigi is that game even is that like even dead yet is that a considered dead game dead series I mean, Doug Bowser just, just just mentioned it in the interview that we broke down. I'll say Mario and Luigi. Then our final game here, or sorry, our final question here, from S-X-M-E-B-X-D-Y Edits. Okay. Bro, bro has a whole bingo card as his name. All right. Do you think that games like Splatoon need more offline content for those who can't afford Switch Online? I don't think so. Because here's here's my rebuttal, okay? Yes, it sucks to pay for that kind of stuff. But you just shelled out 300 bucks and 60 more to buy a Switch and Splatoon 3. And, and, and God forbid you bought the Switch OLED? That's three. That's 410 bucks in total. If you can dish out 410 bucks for a Switch and, and, and a game, I'm not trying to get into, you know anyone's like financial situation but like if you can do that you can hopefully like shell out 30 more bucks for a one year switch online expansion or you know whatever it costs i think that you can do that and yeah it sucks yeah it sucks you don't want to pay more and i get that but i think that they shouldn't add more offline content kind of just because they want you to pay for that but i do understand like where where you're coming from though like, there should be offline content, even if, like, you just don't have internet, you know? Like, you would want offline stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I do believe they should kind of keep it how it is just because they want you to pay. They they want you to get the full Splatoon access because it'll give them more money if you do. And it's the main part of the game, I would say. There's, there is a story mode, but I would say that the main attraction and what they show most of the time in the trailers is the turf wars, the online turf wars in action. And then there's actually a Splatfest going on right now for those who are interested. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to play it. If I catch time tonight, I'll play it. But I don't know if I will. Maybe tomorrow, hopefully. We'll have to see. But apart from that, yeah. That is the podcast today. Thank you all so much for listening to the Mario Matter episode 61. I said in the intro of the show, if this is not your favorite Nintendo podcast, it will be at the end. Is it now? Maybe it is. Maybe maybe it isn't. If it is, I love you. If it's not, maybe give me one more chance in the future. Two more chances. Unlimited chances. Maybe it doesn't have to be your favorite, but you enjoy the show. You know, whatever it is, we appreciate that you even listen. I mean, geez. Now, Starting to promo things, guys. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. If you're on those platforms, we're on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, okay? This is where everyone starts to leave the video, but don't because I have a message at the end of the video, okay? It's very, very important. So now I've just hooked you in. We're everywhere. Channel member links are in the description to get awesome perks for the channel. Thank you to our channel members for supporting. They'll they'll, they'll be shouted out in the outro uh, visually on the YouTube version. Thank you all so much for listening. Very fun. We'll see you back on Saturday. Uh, What is next Saturday? It's the 4th? 
Yes, Saturday, Saturday, November 4th, we'll be back on the YouTube and the Spotify and the iTunes, or not iTunes, but Apple Podcasts and the Google Podcasts and everywhere that you listen to podcasts, even iHeartRadio, for God's sake. I mean, dude, we're just everywhere. We're everywhere. We're on. Next thing you know, I'll be on the freaking Las Vegas Sphere. I'll be on there next, you know? Well, <laughs> Mario Matters Global. Anyways, I'll see you all soon. The message at the, message at the end is to uh, go play these Splatfests. And if you're still watching all the way through, comment down below the word sphere. If you if you can comment, if you can spell that. <laughs> S-P-H-E-R-E, I think is, is how you do it. But it's like sphere, sp- sp- sphere, sphere, sphere is how I was taught. Like, like, how, like how you say Sven. Like from Frozen, Sven, Sphere, I don't even know. One of those, right? Spear, Sphere, see you soon, next Saturday. (laughs) Adios.